Chapter Twelve of Souls for Sale. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Souls for Sale by Rupert Hughes. Chapter Twelve. For a trance while, Mem made a perfect allegory of helplessness on a monument. She heard a voice laughing with a kind of querying exclamation. Hello. The word was as unimportant as could be, and it came from what she had just decreed the most useless thing on earth, a handsome, moving picture actor. His next word was no more brilliant. He touched his hat and said, Well, Mem had not yet even found that much to say, and he went on garrulously to the extent of, Here we are, eh? There was no denying this, and it was the first thing Mem's paralyzed brain could understand, so she nodded briskly. Tom Holby laughed at fate as in his pictures. He said, I've nearly died of thirst in the desert half a dozen times, and I've gone mad twice, but there was always a camera or two a few yards off, and a grub wagon just outside, and the heroine usually came galloping to the rescue and picked me up in time for the final clinch. I see the heroine, but the grub wagon's late. Well, what are we going to do? Well, I'm not going to act, anyway, as long as there's no camera on the job. Let's sit down and wait. For what? Oh, I guess the train will come back, or another one will come along, and we can flag it in plenty of time. Sit down, won't you? Mem was almost disappointed at having her epic turned into a commonplace. She resented the denial of a noble experience, now that his coolness reassured her. She hated him a little more than ever. He brushed off a ledge of rock with his hat in movie fashion and said, Sit down on this handsome red divan, won't you? I'm Mr. Holby, by the way. Yes, I know, she said, and feeling that she ought to announce herself, she stammered, My name is Steddon. Remember Steddon. I always will he said. Oh, that's my first name. Remember is my first name. Oh, what a beautiful name, especially for such a, such a, hmm, yes. He caught from her eyes that where she came from, a compliment from a stranger was an insult. Do sit down, he begged, at least so that I can. I'm all out of training, and I'm dog-tired. She sat down, and he dropped down by her, there was so much room elsewhere that this struck her as rather presumptuous, but she could hardly resent it, since it was not her desert. There was a long silence. Then he mused aloud. Remember, eh? Great! Robina would have preferred that to the one she chose. Do you know Robina? I've seen her. On the screen? On the train. Oh, then you haven't seen her. That isn't the real Robina that walks about. That's just a poor, plain, frightened, anxious little thing. A Cinderella who only begins to live when she puts on her glass slippers. She has to be so infernally noble all day long that you can hardly blame her for resting her overworked virtues when she's off the lot. I used to be a pretty decent fellow, too, before I began to be a hero by trade. But now, gosh, how I love my faults! When there's no camera on me, I'm a mighty mean man. Really? Oh, I'm a fiend. 
i'm thinking of playing villains for a while so that i can be respectable at my own expense outside the factory but i'm so mussed up between my professional emotions and my personal ones that it's hard to keep from acting on and off now look at this situation if the camera gang were here i'd know just what to do i'd be sir walter raleigh in a stetson and chaps but since there's just us two here and i have you in my power or you have me in your power i don't know just how to act it depends on you are you a heroine or an adventuress i don't understand you are you an ingenue or a vamp i don't speak french then you must be an ingenue he said in that case i suppose i really ought to play the villain and but here comes the train doggone it just as we were working up a real little plot i hope i haven't compromised you if you're afraid i have i'll have to go back and hide till the next train comes along or you can for i imagine it's robina that reversed the engine she probably missed me and suspected that i was out here with a prettier girl than she is pardon me shall i go hide oh no no i couldn't think of it nobody knows me it can't make any difference what they say about me gosh what an enviable position stick to your luck miss steddon may i help you down end of chapter twelve recording by diana beauvais